Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, July 11th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Arkey. Wow. Wow. Who are I you? just said Arkey. <laughs> Grace Arkey. I love it. That's good. That's good. I like that. Uh, changing names and, you know, I'm assuming it's for uh, equity purposes that you had to change your yes, last name. Of course, of yes, course. of course. Of course. Um, it feels like a Monday after, as we're recording, obviously, it's a Monday after holiday because we got a ton of very interesting information that came out during the day on Monday. We're going to get into all of it, but I mentioned this yesterday in passing. Coming up probably a week from today on the 17th, we're going to be sending out a survey not only to our Patreon subscribers, but also to people listening. They can get it on our website and in the show notes probably about things that as we head into a new Broadway season coming up this fall, although obviously we already have started shows for the 2023-2024 season, um, things that you might want to hear on Broadway Radio, what you would like us to do, what you want us to do more of, what you want us to do less of, what if what you want us to keep the exact same. We'll be having um, some other changes that we'll talk about here in the next few days, uh, but keep an eye out for that and start thinking about things that you might want to suggest that we do. Of course, you can hear everything that we do and some more that will be coming up over at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Now, Grace, we have lots of news. And I think a lot of these, not all of them, but a lot of these stories will uh, encourage some interesting conversation. So let's start with the thing that uh, actually came out first on Monday morning, and that is the Broadway transfer of the recent off-Broadway production of Merrily We Roll Along has extended at the Hudson Theater. It was originally only supposed to play through January 21st of 2024. It has added two more months, and that means it will now play through March 24th of 2024. The production will begin performances on September 19th at the Hudson Theater. No opening night has been officially established yet, but we do know that this show will continue with the entire cast from the off-Broadway production, presumably adding some other folks uh, into swings and covers and understudy roles as well. But it would be led by Daniel Radcliffe as Charlie Kringis, Jonathan Groff as Franklin Shepard, and Lindsay Mendez as Mary Flynn. It is directed by Maria Friedman and also features Crystal Joy Brown, Katie Rose Clark, Reg Rogers, and more. This is great. I always assumed that it was such a short run, Grace, because especially Daniel Radcliffe and even Jonathan Groff... uh, are people who do a lot, and Lindsay Mendez to that extent too, are people who do a lot of work on TV and film. And I just figured maybe their shooting schedules are uh, are pretty busy. Now that it's running into March 24th, like that's getting into the beginning of the Tony season. And we know that shows that are still open during Tony voting and the Tony uh, eligibility window, they tend to do well, better at the Tonys. Do you think that there is any possibility of this extending into June to get to the Tony date or anything like that? I don't know if that's a, there's a way to do that. We don't know if there's anything like set to come into that theater right. um, after that three month extension. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's already been promised to someone. But you never know. It is the old adage that the closer you are to that time frame, um, the more successful that campaign tends to be. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very certainly exciting, and I'm I'm curious if there is a second extension uh, that would go alongside that, or if they're saying like, that's what it is, because to be frank, like these people probably have shooting dates um, for TV and film that have to be considered. So who knows? You know, a lot of times these things are already built into the schedule. So they already know that these extensions are coming and they just aren't announcing them to make sure that they are able to gin up enough interest in the first set of tickets so that they can build on this and go with that. The one thing I will say is I bought tickets 
actually during the pre-sale because I had seen it at New York Theater Workshop, so I had the discount code going in. Um, but as you look, especially at this second extension, tickets were never cheap to begin with, Grace, but I'm looking for just the week after or of the new block that comes out. And the cheapest tickets you can get are $87 for the very last row in the balcony at the Hudson Theater. And I've said before, I do not like sitting upstairs at the Hudson. I think it's a terrible view, but they go up all the way to $439. Now, granted, those are package deals for the $439 tickets that include other things that go with it. But even just the tickets alone are 419. And then the next cheapest ticket, other than that very last row is $107. So if you want to be anywhere in the orchestra, it is at least going to cost you $198 for the very last row. And then on the sides, uh, of the Hudson. I know you often talk about accessibility and we're going to talk about some accessibility things in terms of like getting tickets, but like that's a lot of money and the, Listen, the production's fantastic. If they're going to make that money, yeah, but if they're going to make that money, make the money. You know, I, I think that it's it's already a challenging show to sell. Um, it's a smaller show. You know, it, this is not going off of the merits of how fantastic it's going to be. I think it's just like, it's just more challenging. So you've got these big box office names that are attached to it. It's no wonder that they've got you know, that type of ATP or operating costs that are associated with it. So it's not, it's not a surprise to me, but, um, again, I've, <laughs> I didn't see it off Broadway. I don't know if I'll get to see it on Broadway just with all of that said of what you just described, but I am excited for them. Cause at the end of the day, like if Merrily we roll along is selling, that should be a good thing. That should be a good sign for, for all of us, you know? So I just want to, um, it, it is harder. And I, I am excited about all the ticket initiatives that are going on throughout Broadway. But I also recognize that like, in order for Broadway to sustain and continue on as a business, it's got to, it's got to rake in those numbers sometimes. Yeah. And it, it's interesting because Merrily, as you said, is not Sweeney Todd. It is not Into the Woods. These shows from Sondheim that are very well known and have a much more cultural uh, recognition. So to be able to get names in there is is the only way that you can sell this show. And then to be able to see it working, presumably since with the extension, as well as it is, that is uh, that is certainly encouraging. All right, moving from a show that is getting ready to start performances to a performance that is getting ready to end. Yesterday, we learned that the incredible two-time Tony nominee, Eva Noblezada, will be exiting the role of Eurydice in the Tony-winning production of Town next month. She will be exiting the show on August 13th, which is a Sunday. Grace, that's, as you know, I'm, I'm going to be in town that week. And so as soon as I got this press release, yeah. you know what I did? You bought a ticket? <laughs> I bought a ticket. Good for you. I'm a little worried about making my flight uh, out of LaGuardia that night, but I'll make it work. Uh, I'll, I'll make it work. I mean, I still have plenty of time, but, you know, with uh, it, there's usually not too much uh, security issues at the JetBlue terminal. So I think I'll be OK. But she's exiting on August 13th. I imagine we will get an announcement as to what she is doing next very soon. Uh, because she is leaving to go do something else. I don't know when that will be, but that announcement should be forthcoming, as is obviously who her replacement will be with the show having a new Eurydice starting on the 15th of August, which is, you know, a month away. They will need to make some sort of announcements. What's been interesting over the time that this show has been running, other than Lilius White coming in to replace as Hermes, there really haven't been any huge casting announcements that have kind of kept this show going. Tom Hewitt is a Tony nominee. He has taken over for Hades. But other than that, it's been a lot of promotion from within and some 
unknown names uh, joining the company. It'll be interesting to see what they do with this one. I think it could go either way. I'm not sure if Hades Town is long for Broadway, if Jordan Roth and then uh, ATG, who is now partnering with Drew Jamson and they kind of have merged into one company, if they have other plans for this theater or not, maybe they don't bring somebody in. They just go coast through the holidays and close in January. I- I'm not sure, but I will be interested to see who takes over for this role and how they handle whatever is the rest of the run, whether it is a few more months or a few more years. All right, moving on to some other show news that looks like it'll be at least presuming to come to Broadway. The Los Angeles run of a transparent musical that played at the Mark Taper Forum in Los Angeles through June 25th has announced its intentions to come to Broadway in 2024. The show, as we had talked about previously, was the final show at the Center Theater Group for the next year. They are canceling the entire show uh, they're all of their shows through the 2023-2024 season before they hopefully come back better than ever after that. But the show does plan on coming to Broadway in 2024. It is being produced in part by Amazon Studios, which of course was the production company behind the Emmy-winning series Transparent that this is based off of. The show was created by Joey Soloway, who also wrote the book for the musical, along with MJ Kaufman. And Faith Soloway wrote the music and lyrics for the show. I haven't heard a ton about... This, I mean, I know that the the reviews were mixed-ish, Grace, but when Eva Price is your producer and they in, announce intention to come to Broadway, chances are it's coming to Broadway. You know, Eva's not going to put her name on something and then put that out into the world if that's not going to happen sooner rather than later. I heard a lot of really good stuff coming out of this. I had a couple of people that I know saw the show. I'm really saddened about the Mark Taper Forum um, the rest of the season because I know it's been challenging, uh, but it really, all of that stuff didn't have to do with, you know, the transparent musical itself. Like I'm excited about, I'm excited about the life of of whatever that show seems to be. Love that Peppermint is is booking the musicals, like big fan of that. I want to throw out there that Emerson May Smith and her sister um, Murphy Smith are a, like a duo unlike any other. I've seen them perform at 54 Below. Murphy got to star in the Transparent Musical. Mm-hmm. I am so excited if if Murphy is transferring with this show, like if, if it's making that happen um, and Murphy's still a part of the cast, I would be thrilled. I got to see um, Emerson and Murphy's work at 54 Below, singing in like New Writers of 54, and I was blown away. I was like, you two need to write and sing everything. They're spectacular. Mm -hmm. So I'm really eager to see if they're still attached. Yeah, there's some other really great names. You you mentioned um, Peppermint, but also Sarah Stiles, who is just hilarious on both stage and screen. She's in it. Liz Larson is in the show. So we will see what happens with the cast when it, if, and if it eventually comes to Broadway, but they certainly had some really great talent out in Los Angeles. Speaking of talent yesterday, the Tony awards announced the entire 2023, 2024 nominating committee. And there are some just fantastic names. There's a lot of names on here. So I'm not going to read all of them. There's 60 people on this list. They serve in three year terms, but I will scroll through and just kind of shout out some of the names that you're going to know. People like Becky Ann Baker, Bob Balaban, Kathleen Chalfont, Adam Chandler Barat, Jordan E. Cooper, Carmel Dean. Going through some more, Michael R. Jackson, Christine Toy Johnson, who's been a guest here on Broadway Radio before, Raja Feather Kelly is in there, Antoinette Nwandu, Benj Pasek, Helen Park, Dick Scanlon, Rachel Scheinkin, Jason Tam, and Patricia Wilcox as well, and there's many, many more. This is always exciting. Grace, there's really no chance that I will ever 
get the chance to be on this. But like, this is my dream to be a Tony nominator. Like they don't they only take industry insiders. So and journalists don't count. So there's no even like a backdoor for me to get in this. But like if if you could ask me, like, what is one bucket list thing that you would like to do? It would be to to, to be a Tony nominator. Like, that's the thing that I want more than anything else. A nominator, not a voter. Right. Voters a little easier to get. I mean, it's still difficult, but it's a little easier to get. But like, I want to be the I want to be a nominator. I mean, I would I would take a voter as well. But like a nominator is the thing that I would want to do. Wild. I don't know if you could do this and that. I don't know. I don't know if that's allowed. No, that's they're cool. not like that's what I'm saying is like they don't la- allow. It's not like journalists are allowed to be nominators. It's all actors, producers, administrators, um, directors, writers, choreographers, everybody who works in the business. Um, so there's no chance of me actually getting it unless like I have a huge midlife career pivot, but still I'd love it. I would love to do that. I would be very happy with that, but make it happen. I will see anyway. Okay. So I mentioned earlier talking about like ticket initiatives and accessibility to things yesterday on yesterday's show, Grace, you mentioned the fact that the shark is broken is having this great thing. If people come to the box office uh, today, Tuesday morning, depending of course on when you're listening to this, they can get tickets for $19 and 75 cents in honor of the year that jaws was released in film, uh, in theaters. It's the golden theater, right? Am I getting the theater correct? Yep. Okay. Golden theater, Tuesday morning, first 200 people, 1975 tickets. But yesterday, 54 Below announced a new ticket initiative that I think is really, really exciting. Um, as we know, 54 Below converted from a for-profit venture to a not-for-profit organization earlier this spring. And kind of the next phase of that is, is they've announced a new ticket initiative in which $15 floor seats with no food and drink minimum will be available for almost every show they haven't said every show but pretty much every show is the way it was listed in some of the stuff i've seen on social media so it's 15 dollars tickets on the floor they are first come first serve and they are online only there is no food or drink minimum um which is great because sometimes the tickets you get at 54 below are you know you double the price when you have to pay the, the food and drink minimum but how it'll work is each monday these 15 dollars tickets will be added for all of the shows that they're available for for the following week you can go check them out if you're the it's first come first serve so if you grab them 15 dollars tickets and it'll go from there i i think that this is very good for getting people who would not be able to afford to see shows there the opportunity to see them and what i really like grace is that 54 Below, in the announcement, and I'm going to read this verbatim, it said, please take advantage of this lower-priced ticket if other ticket prices are prohibitive for your personal circumstances. We encourage you to pay pay regular prices if you are someone who can pay more, but please make the decision that reflects your capacity. I think that's awesome. Like, I, you know, I'm somebody who loves a deal. You know, I'm somebody who, when I go to town, I try to get whatever deal I possibly can. But this is specifically designed for people who wouldn't be able to pay the normal Thirty dollars, forty-five dollars for a ticket. So I, I'm I'm encouraged by this and excited by this. And if this is the new direction that Fifty Four Below is going, uh, and this is just the start of things along these lines, Grace, I I'm I'm happy. I, I think this is a good thing for everybody. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful, and I I certainly want to always like the staff, um, the the restaurant staff, the uh, the ushers, the um, the waiters and wait staff. Like I I hope that this continues to to be of benefit to them. Like so, if someone doesn't have a minimum, perhaps they can all like split a dessert or you know get a drink. Like it, it's just when when you do have that like forty five plus $40 worth of food, it, the ticket is actually $80 plus, right? So yeah. I think that um, I, I am excited for it too and just want to make sure that everybody is always 
being taken care of as well. Cause you know, I'm always like, yeah, yeah. wait, 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 who will this affect? You know? Um, but I'm, I'm thrilled for it because there was certainly, there have been times where I've wanted desperately to go hear this person's work or, you know, go to see, but there was no way that I could afford to do it. Um, and those times, you know, are just they're they're all the time. So I'm, I'm excited for people to get to have that in again to where 54 is, is a home for artists. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the only recommendation we have kind of sticking with the Sondheim thing that we mentioned earlier with uh, Sweeney Todd and Merrily and, and all that stuff, the Broadway production of Sweeney Todd is starting to release different tracks from its cast album and not while I'm around from Gaten Matarazzo is available. And I just love hearing him sing Grace. And obviously everybody knows him now or so many more people know him now because of Stranger Things. But He's like legitimately talented and he's he's really fantastic. So I love this recording. I loved him in the show. I've loved seeing him at shows at 54 Below. So anytime you get to see Gaten or hear him singing is a, is a good thing. So definitely check this one out in the show notes if you haven't heard it yet. All right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and I guess threads, which is a thing that I still have not figured out, uh, at BWW Matt. Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on all forms of social media at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Tuesday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.